Welcome. You've reached the Brothers Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. The Brothers Journey is where we connect brother to brother, seeking wisdom and knowledge on our way to building understanding. Join the journey with Brother Steve. We will have real discussions and thought-provoking interviews on a wide range of topics for the purpose of creating a winning strategy. Together, we will work to sharpen our vision and encourage action for our kingdom assignments. Now, let's get it. Welcome to the Brothers Journey Show. The signpost for today's episode, ask the question, who's got your back? Brother Steve will share some in-depth thoughts on the question, who's got your back? More specifically, discussing the existence of guardian angels. As always, I'd like to start by giving honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, loving wife Rita, and you brothers for traveling on along this journey. Thank you for your time and attention. The idea of talking about angels came by way of an idea of an upcoming pivot with my podcast. So stay tuned for more about where the brother's journey is going. The question I want you to ponder is when you leave your house every day on your journey, who's got your back and whose back do you have? We can look at this in the physical as in the concept of a bodyguard or a partner. If you, let's say, a police officer or something like that. But also the main question is who has your back? Right now, I'm not talking about it in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense to know the enemy is waiting right around the next corner. You must be aware and on guard constantly. Another question I will ask is, do you believe in guardian angels or the presence of angels? I will not give any play to the discussion of demons. It seems anytime you talk about, you know, you read about angels, the topic of demons always pop up. I guess when you talk about spirits, somebody always wants to bring up the bad. Not today. The more I looked into angels, especially guardian angels, like the archangel, archangel Michael in particular, the more interesting this very interesting aspect of the kingdom of God became. When I tell you I have just scratched the surface on something that will take a long time to reach a point of understanding, so here we go. As always, the scripture reference for our foundation comes from Psalms 91, 11, 12. He ordered his angels to guard you wherever you go. If you stumble, they'll catch you. Their job is to keep you from falling. So the word angel comes from the Greek word meaning messenger. There are many instances in the word where an angel of the Lord appeared with a message. We have biblical proof of the existence. So off the top, the question comes back to the basics. What do you believe? Believing in the entire biblical account is just that. You have to believe all or is none of it. Either you believe all of it or none of it. I don't think it's correct to say I believe this part of the word, but that part is a little too much for me to comprehend. When you think about the whole message, you know, it's hard to comprehend in our human logical thinking mind. That's why the only way for you to truly believe is by faith. The more I learn about God, the more I learn how important faith is to your walk. The more important Hebrews 11 and 1 becomes, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. As a believer, you have to hope in a blessed, prosperous future, and you can see things happening, but how or why they are happening is a mystery. 
I'm not going into the faith discussion, but if you'd like to check out episode, check out season two, episode 29 for more on faith. Who's got your back? Serapins are the traditional angels of heaven. They are the ministering spirits that live close to you and help you in your everyday life. Teaching about guardian angels is not a myth. Certain groups of humans being certain groups of human beings do actually have personal angels. It was in recognition of this that Jesus, in speaking of the children of the heavenly kingdom, said, Take heed that you not despise not one of these little ones, for I say to you, their angels do always behold the presence of the Spirit of my Father. In the book of Isaiah, chapter around chapter 6, it says that tell us um, what one of your angels looked like. And he said, one had six wings, with two they covered their face, and with two they covered their feet. And with two, they did fly. There is a purpose for them having six wings. It's believed that they covered their face with two of the wings because it was not possible to look upon the face of God. They covered their feet because they understood where they were was holy ground. And of course, because of their assignments, they were gifted to fly. Some biblical scholars believe angels can also take on many different forms which is also backed by the word in Hebrews, where we are warned to be careful how we treat strangers. Some may entertain angels unaware. It is also written in Hebrews 2 that we were made a little lower than angels. Without a material body in a spirit form, you would be very near the angels in many attributes of personality. They share most of your emotions and experience, some additional and some additional ones. In other words, you are assigned angels. Your assigned angel will act and behave a lot like you. One writer wrote, the only thing they, that would give them a challenge is the spirit of fear. They can't comprehend what makes you fearful. I found one report that said we were assigned a guardian angel at birth and they were with us throughout our entire life, recording everything that happens during our lifetime. If this is the case, I better get my stuff together because I have a lot of explaining to do on that day. Another asked, another report talked about the stars are actually angelic energy who are assigned to someone who were assigned to someone, but they've passed on and now they're charged with watching over the entire earth. I know there have been many times where I've gotten myself into some stupid situations and looking back, I didn't know how in the world I got out. Could it be that I've had my guardian angel walking with me, driving with me just before that crash, waking me up? I, I, I know it wasn't me because of whatever I was drinking or whatever at the time, you know, had my head way out there and a wise decision was really not possible. The idea of angels being assigned to watch over us makes sense to me. How many times has a parent told an older child to look after their younger sibling? We have people assigned to be bodyguards for celebrities. So why is it so far-fetched out there to think that God wouldn't or couldn't create a team that is responsible for watching over his children? I know you be thinking, you may be thinking, if that was the case, then nothing bad would ever happen to good people. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing too. 
But one possible truth is the guardian angel will not change your will. If you have it in your mind to do something, let's face it, it's done. Scripture tells us that time and chance happens to us all. I do believe the angels would be very disappointed, sad, or whatever emotion they have if they fail their assignment of protecting their human and would have to report back to God that they lost one of his children. Why are we talking about angels? As I stated, I'm considering expanding my podcast audience or at least expanding the topics. So I want to ensure that I include all aspects of my life. I'm all, I'm, I'm still searching for my groove, you know, debating on turning on the camera and posting on YouTube, which I'm told would allow a more interactive experience, which is something that I really want. As I stated on my, on, on my journey, I don't want to just be out here talking and not helping someone along their journey. So please shoot me an email or something and let me know if this is making sense. Is it helpful? What do you want me to talk about? I do know. The more topics I dive into, the more I learn about this wonderful journey called life. A few facts about me. I'm a 20-year Air Force veteran, and I currently work as a veteran support manager, helping those veterans that were previously homeless or those that are struggling with their housing or in in a financial situation. So expanding the brother's journey into a more inclusive platform is where the idea of Guardian came about. We'll be still in the developmental stage at this point, so stay tuned to what we're going to do next. As a man, we are charged to be guardians of our house, family, and community. When it comes to matters of the spirit, that is also true, but women are also guardians on a whole different level. Stay tuned for more uh, about that in upcoming episodes. The defender role is another aspect of the upcoming podcast transformation. Just like those guardian angels are charged to watch or defend us from those unseen attacks, brothers, you are also charged to defend those you are blessed to cover. That includes your wife, children, mother, sister, and even your father once he's reached those golden years. Just like being guardians, I know my wife is also a serious defender when it comes to things that are near and dear to her heart. You want to see someone go ham? Mess with her family. One of my favorite biblical stories comes from the book of Nehemiah, which reads, you know, from that day on, half of my men did work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shears, bows, and arrows. The officer posted themselves behind all of the people of Judah who were building a wall. Those who carried material did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. I think we need to have that type of mentality, doing your kingdom building work with one hand and your weapon in the other. I don't condone violence, and I am in no way paranoid, but these fools out here today are on a whole new type of thing, and all they care about is what they want. Being a defender, based on the story from Nehemiah, gives me an example of a time in history where the people had to work on their defense as in build a wall to protect their city and be ready for the next attack. Hence the need to work with one hand and have your weapon in the other. I think that also goes for those working in the kingdom, having your Bible in one hand and your weapon in the other. I think that sends a signal to the enemy telling him, either way you want to come, I'm ready. Not to mention, I also have my very own guardian angel who has already smacked you down one time, 
So why am I afraid? Brothers, if you could believe your back is covered and you are protected from those fiery darts of the enemy, you could move with more freedom, more purpose, and you could also ensure your family is covered. What does it mean to be a guardian or a defender? A defender is someone who protects a place against attack or who believes in and support a person's idea or plan. To have someone who believes in you and supports your vision also is a defender of your dream, and that person should be valued in your circle. Not too many people will earn the title, or you will not refer to but a few people who would look to defend you when things go wrong. One reason people are so on edge these days is we haven't taken the time to get our own issues under control and we are so busy trying to help someone fix theirs. How can you, how can you help me when I can't help myself? I know you may think it's easier to help someone see their, their own mess than it is for me to see my own. Remember another nugget from the word in Matthew 7, 3, 5. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now, if we could grab a hold to that instruction, we would be a whole lot better off. So if you're attempting to defend someone, you also have to be ready to take the hit for that person. What happens when you don't have that person? You can, you, you can tell. You know, I grew up without a father being in the home, didn't have any other brother, older brothers that I could call on my defense. So when it came, you know, time to fight in my battles, I was on my own. So I learned early how to pick my fights, how to know when it was time to fight and when it was time for flight. I can remember leaving a few fights crying, but all the while telling them, okay, you got me today, but I'm going to get you. Most of those guys who got me, I think I got them all back. Maybe a few slipped by, but I I made sure they were going to pay for for messing with me. And I remember one dude, he used to pick on us because he had a car and that made him cool. Well, you know, one night we was hanging out and he wanted to show how bad he was. So I was the one he called out. For some whatever the reason, he slapped me upside the face and reached into his car and grabbed his pistol. You know, of course the fight was over and I had to hear about how he slapped the taste out of my mouth and all of this. You know, you know, I always go back to the old Bugs Bunny line. Well, you know, this means war. I took every opportunity to do something to his car and cut his tires, smashed out one of his windows, scratched up the paint job, you know, to name a few things. You know, he was so mad, but he could never catch us doing it. Well, the fool got the message and he came to me one night and decided he couldn't afford to keep this up. So he decided to make peace. We have always had to deal with bullies. But one thing I can say about my Maysville brothers, they didn't let no one come from outside into our neighborhood and bully their young pups. One of those major lessons was, you know, those old heads will tell us, if you don't whoop him, well, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get him, and then I'm going to get you. They taught us how to fight and instilled the confidence that if things went wrong, they were there to defend us, or at least they didn't let us get beat too bad. 
As long as the fight was fair and nobody pulled a knife or used something to seriously hurt one another, it was on. So you had better got handy with those dukes because that's all you had to use. You know, we were, we all grew up, you know, big wrestling fans. So, of course, you know, I'm not talking about the professional wrestling with the pads and the mats. You know, I'm talking about the NWA, WWF, good old, you know, back in the day wrestling. I don't know how many times I use one of those wrestling moves. It seems if you suplex somebody like Ric Flair or hit him with a blackjack elbow drop, you know, you know that kind of knocked all the fight out of him. The problem in a real fight, they didn't let, lay still long enough for you to position them to drop that elbow, you know, but if you hit him with that Ric Flair knee to the stomach and then that wahoo chop to the throat, that really knocked the fight right out. Okay, let me get back on track, you know, because sometimes I do have those rabbit holes. But I'm going to bring this episode, you know, to a more productive topic. You know, again, how to become a defender, being a defender, being that guardian. As always, Brother Steve is all about coming up with some clear steps, some clear strategies on how to become better. I believe if you want to do something better, you have to have a plan of action. Some clear steps to make, to take, to follow, you know, that to get a better outcome. So how to be a guardian angel or how to be more of a guardian. You can't be a guardian angel. Understand, first, you have to understand you have to always be ready. You have to make sure you're in the best position. Third, you have to realize this could take some time, so you got to work on your stamina. Fourth, anticipate your opponent's next move. You must stay at least two steps ahead. Fifth, know what and how to use what you got. And last, maintain your focus on the target. But understand the techniques will change depending on who and what you are defending. Sometimes a good offense is the best defense. Keeping them on the heels can prevent them from moving forward. Coach Bear Bryant said the best said it best. Offense sells, sells tickets, but defense wins championships so you must be popular for how you go about your tasks but but the behind the scenes work to hold it all together your defense against all kind of attacks is what's really going to help you to the next level it's the work of those guardian angels keeping those attacks from getting through we know the weapons will form but will be ineffective because of god's love so thank god for your guardian angels Brothers, we will go much deeper into the discussion of angels. As I stated, I only scratched the surface and found some very, very interesting stories and discussions on angelic beings. One example I found when looking into the Quran was the belief in angels is one of their six core principles. I'll leave you with the same question I started. Who's got your back? I believe without a doubt that someone... Something got me out of a few jams in my life. Were they guardian angels? Or do we think we're just lucky that what might have killed someone else, we only come out with a scratch? By faith, I believe my guardian angel was there, and I thank God every day for his protection. All right, my brothers, we're going to bring this episode to a close. We'll continue the journey forward and hang on for the ride to the next level. I pray you feel the love of the Father. In closing, I want to encourage you to stay tuned to yourself, your loved ones, and especially God. This is Brother Steve encouraging you to ask for wisdom, seek knowledge, and build understanding. 
Thank you for your time and attention. Until next time, peace. Thank you for listening to the Brothers Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. I hope you were inspired and encouraged to put in the work for next level living. Stay tuned for the next episode where we will continue the journey. Tell your homeboys to join the journey to the next level. Until next time, peace, love, and blessings. Brother Steve.